Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. 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 Well, it is Wednesday, March the 2nd. How you doing? Matt Jolly here with you. Glad to have you uh, joining me this morning. Got a big show for you today. We're going to be talking to a really interesting guy today. And I think you're really going to enjoy this. I talked to him. I talked to him last week, I guess it was. And we recorded this because he's a very busy man. But he's going to be speaking this weekend in Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, there to the Native Plant Society. And just a fascinating, fascinating outdoor educator. I'm telling you, just and a student of history like you wouldn't believe. Of course, I'm talking about Mark Warren. And the guy is just incredible. He's authored so many books that I've lost count. But I, you can find them all at his website, which we're going to just make it easy for you to find. We'll quick link it uh, in the show story this morning. Uh, but great stuff there from Mark Warren up in Dahlonega, Georgia. And uh, just an all-around incredible guy you know to call him a naturalist i guess you could you could call him that i don't want to pigeonhole him because he's just so much more than that his website though which, which we will quick link uh into the show story is medicine bow as in b-o-w medicinebow.net where you can find out about mark warren naturalist composer novelist director there at medicine bow but more importantly just a teacher an absolute uh, fascinating guy, and I enjoyed my time with him very, very much. He's going to be a guest of mine. In fact, this uh, he's the first guest on Season 5 of History Worth Saving that we've started recording right now. I am dedicating that to teachers, and I uh, couldn't think of a better guy to have on than Mark Warren. But again, he's going to be teaching uh, this weekend. It's a free course. You just show up there. You can register uh, when you get there at the Ag Extension office there in Carrollton, Georgia, uh, he's going to be there with the Native Plant Society, and uh, it's just going to be a great time to go there. If I can get over there, I'll be there. But it's uh, going to be a fun weekend this weekend in Carrollton, Georgia, with the Native Plant Society, talking to Mark Warren. Here is just a snippet of what we talked about on the upcoming episode of History Worth Saving. He'll be the first one off the, out the gate on Season 5. But just some great stuff. Here's Mark Warren. And a little bit of our conversation this morning. You began your studies at the University of Georgia uh, studying chemistry pre-med. And I guess uh, from that, that sort of led you uh, into the naturalist uh, lifestyle. How has modern medicine, maybe I don't want to say gotten it wrong, but, but, but where did the two part? Well, uh you know, there are a lot of people today who feel that medicinal use of herbs that are around us is a chancy thing or maybe a, a new age thing or uh, something that holds lots of folklorish mistakes. And that's all very true because folklore seems to just take over in this area and it, it just has a lot of momentum. But... The medicines are out there, and if one knows how to use them, uh, they can be a, of a tremendous advantage to someone. You know, here's a simple one, for example, um, insect repellency. Most people don't consider that to be 
probably a, a big factor. But if you're in the southeast of the United States in the summer, and if you had to stay out unexpectedly overnight and you decided to pile up in a big bunch of leaves to stay warm, you're going to be one miserable person the next day from chigger bites. And for folks who don't know what a chigger is, uh, come down and visit us in Georgia sometime. <laughs> a little right. mite creates a, a, a ferocious itch. <laughs> and uh, just to have a dozen of those could literally break someone's morale for doing the things I needed to do. So medicines are there. I teach them from the survival aspect, meaning I'm not an herbalist who collects and has an apothecary of of stored herbs. I use things as I need them, and I think of the forest as the repository, the pharmacy or or maybe the supply store to get those things. I would never... Um, be degrading toward modern modern medicine. I have a great respect for all the research that's happened. I think every one of us has stories of how we benefit from that. But we have gotten into a mode of thinking that um, is kind of typical of, I guess, of the American psyche, and that's uh, let's make things happen very fast and do it radically. And, and so medicine can be abused, of course, in that way. Um, but again, I'm in great respect of the, the scientists and those who have uh, pioneered cures and treatments and techniques of surgery or whatever. I, I'm gr really grateful to be living in that age. You know, we, we talk about food, and I, we, we, this goes back to Hippocrates saying food is medicine. Uh, yes. we, we talk about medicine and we think of modern pharmacology, and it's so critical to understand as, as we progress, not only in society, uh, but, it, but it's important to look back at these, these people who came before us and realize that, hey, while they might not have had modern drugs like penicillin and antibiotics and all this other stuff, they lived quite well, and they, they did have an understanding of what nature has to offer, as you say, in the forest, in the repository. What what can we do if you know if you're if you're uh, if you're someone that that is living in the city, uh, if you're if you're in an apartment, if you're in a high rise, at that granular level, what what is something that that you can do even in that situation to benefit from this knowledge? Well, no matter where you live, you're even in a city. Uh, such as Atlanta, you know, uh, you've flown over Atlanta before. You look down at it, it's surprising how many trees you see. There's there's lots of, of pockets of forest in the Atlanta area, and there are lots of parks. And anyone could go to one of these parks, and if they're willing to begin the study of plants, they can benefit from that area. But it is very academic. Uh, it takes a dedication to do it because... Uh, anthropologists tell us today that all paleo humans were born with the instincts of how to use all the plants. And that's hard for many people to believe. That sounds like a fantastic statement, but it is true. And we have lost the instincts over time as our culture has become more and more refined. And it's interesting that one of the key factors 
in dulling our instincts has been the development of language. It seems that the more we can talk about something, the less we actually do things. And so we have to go at this purely as students from the beginning. And, and this is one of those studies where being exacting is a necessity because you cannot experiment with things that you put into your mouth. You've got to know what you're doing. So thankfully there are, there are good uh, sources for learning the plants in that way. And just like people learn when they come here to Medicine Bow, this, I always advise them to first address plant study before you go to the other areas like fire making or archery or whatever, because uh, all of those things depend upon plant knowledge. And that's where it all starts. I, and I, I was just going through some of your courses here uh, that you do offer at Medicine Bow. Uh, one of the ones that jumps out after all of these, you scroll down this this large list. And by the way, it's medicinebow.net uh, if you're curious. We'll quick link that into the show story. But one of these uh, courses that I just think is is great that you offer is the Old West Peace Officer. <laughs> Yeah. Now, this seems that like a departure, Mark. Come, that <laughs> appears to come out of nowhere on that list, doesn't <laughs> right, it? Right, it does. <laughs> That's yeah. simply my own personal interest. Uh, when I was seven years old, I got hooked on that history. And, you know, I grew up in the time of, uh, I looked this up just the other day, there were 134 Westerns that debuted on television it, just in a few a span of a few years. It, that's all that was on television at one time. So kids my age, all of us got interested in the Old West, and I started looking into its real history when I was quite young. And the first book that I read on it was about Wyatt Earp. Little did I know that that, that so-called biography was full of fiction. And so I've spent my life uh, learning the truth about it. I've made uh, some wonderful friends who are the just the tops in Western research, and the men who have put out the best books on these. Uh, I couldn't really contribute more than they have in the way of a biography, so I wrote a trilogy of historical fiction so that I could share the the sensual experiences, the the sounds, and the the tone of voice and what these people were thinking and, and to give the conversations that we really don't know exactly how they went, but we know they happened. So I used novelistic um, skills in developing the story as the best way that I knew it. Talk to me about what you hear and what you feel when you walk out into the forest. Now, after all of these years, what, what do you experience in those well, first few minutes. Well, it's a difference from what I used to experience. When I was a little boy, I simply was smitten with the forest, and it was an aesthetic thing. I didn't know anything that I was looking at. I didn't know the different kinds of trees, even. I just wanted to go there and be part of it, and I felt like sometimes I pictured myself walking through the woods as if I were watching a movie, and I thought I was just walking through a masterpiece as if I'd gone to the greatest museum of the world. And then as I learn more about it, when I go into the forest, uh, the, the great um, manifestation of surprise is all that time in the woods, I believed I was alone. 
I've never been alone in the forest. Even when I never see an animal, I'm not alone in the forest because now I know about, for example, how trees communicate with one another, both underground, through the root systems, using fungi that are attached, as well as through the air, using chemicals called pheromones. And we make pheromones ourselves. And experiments have shown that people's pheromones can affect the plants around them. And so why not vice versa? There's a two-way street going on here between yourself and plants. And, you know, the real trick is that you've got to look beyond the fact that all these plants appear basically stationary. Uh, they don't react to us visibly. They don't have body parts like ours until you really start studying the science of it and you realize how similar they are to us. So the, the big change I would say, Matt, is that I never feel alone out in the forest now. I'm aware of the beings around me. And that's the, the trees. That's the, uh, the animals and, and everything that make it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's especially... Uh, eye-opening when you're in the presence of an animal. You're so aware then that you're in the presence of something alive, of course. But when you study plants more, you learn that same feeling about the plants. The Cherokees had a beautiful name for trees. They called them the standing people. And uh, everything that I've ever read about that by authors suggests that that's because trees stand so tall. But I feel convinced that it's something else. Uh, I know that the Cherokees did not know about molecules and uh, the chemicals that ran through trees and, the, and what was being made exactly in the tree leaf. But I'm convinced that they knew about the, the grand scheme of things, what was going on in the way of photosynthesis. They knew that trees were the receptors of energy from the sun and all the other green plants as well. And they understood that these were the middlemen and middlewomen in this whole equation of how we get energy. Every single thing we do, like right now my talking on this telephone, it requires energy. It originated in the sun. And I could not get that without the agents of the trees working that for me and trapping it here on Earth. So either I eat part of a green plant or I eat an animal that's eaten part of a green plant. That's the transfer of energy. I try to tell my wife that every time she says, did you have a vegetable today? You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And in, in the long way of doing it, perhaps I have. I've had yeah, quite a few, you know? Yeah. You want, you want to call those French fries vegetables, That's right. right. <laughs> it, at one point, it was a potato, maybe. But no, I no. but that's so true. I mean, everything is interwoven, and I, I hear what you're saying. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Enjoy the country music. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Jolly, right here on Georgia Radio. And welcome back to Neighbor to Neighbor. We've been talking to Mark Warren, a fascinating guy who is uh, going to be in Carrollton, Georgia this weekend, uh, giving a class to the Native Plant Society, and you are invited, free to show up to. Uh, It's going to be there at the Ag Extension office there uh, in Carrollton, Georgia. Good stuff. I have a copy of Mark's book uh, on Wyatt Earp, An American Odyssey, The Long Road to Legend. And uh, it's just a a really fun book to read. Been going through it and uh, good stuff. But again, Mark Warren will be up there uh, this weekend in Carrollton, Georgia. uh, 50 some odd minutes due west of the Atlanta International Airport there. About 35 miles outside of Atlanta. Good stuff to the west. Uh, You can find out more about Mark Warren at medicinebow.net. Medicinebow.net. He has this 35-acre wilderness school up there uh, in the Chattahoochee National Forest, uh, up there near Dahlonega. And he'll uh, teach you just about anything you want to learn. Remarkable stuff. And a remarkable guy. You can hear him this weekend in Carrollton. And then if you want to, you can head on up there to uh, medicinebow.net and book yourself a class uh, up there in uh, Mark's 35-acre outdoor school, as he says. Uh, Just some great stuff up there uh, from Mark Warren uh, at Medicine Bow. I can't tell you just how much I enjoyed that show. The whole episode, by the way, the complete episode will be up on uh, History Worth Saving here in just a little while. Got some good stuff there. As season five starts to roll out, you'll be able to hear it. We had a request last night, and I don't know if you heard it or not, but we had a request last night for Patty Page uh, and the Tennessee Waltz. I played it, and I started kind of poking around on the... A lot of people have recorded the Tennessee Waltz, uh, but it was a favorite song of a guy by the name of Bob Hoover, and Bob Hoover, arguably the greatest aviator of all time. And he just uh, he just absolutely loved that song, and this lady Angela who wrote in, who I uh, have known for uh, off and on for a few years, and a, a wonderful lady. She's handling all of the social media stuff for Georgia Radio and for History Worth Saving. Just an outstanding lady. I knew she knew Bob Hoover, and I wanted to get that song on. But it's an interesting recording. We're going to play it again tonight, uh, the Patty Page version. I'll let you hear just a. Just a little bit of it uh, so you get an idea of what I'm talking about. If you know Patty Page and you know all the tight harmonies that she likes to sing with. Take a listen. I was dancing. There she is, Patty Page there. And uh, we're going to have uh, more of that tonight. If the, Listen, if there's something, though, that... Uh, that you want to hear, and I can't stress this enough, just uh, send it on over. If it's Patty Page singing 
Tennessee Waltz. We can only play a few seconds of it. Otherwise, the licensing people get upset with us on this particular show. We can play it on the radio station. Don't ask me how that all works out. But anyway, that's why I had to cut it off there. But uh, want to get uh, want to get your songs on tonight. I also want to get Brother Wade's songs on tonight. How you doing, Wade? Glad you're here. I'm aggravated, but I'm fine. Yeah. Why are you aggravated? Stop to get fuel and dealing with dumb people. <laughs> 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 dealing, with, dealing with dumb people. Dumb people. I hate that. What did they do? What what awful offense did they commit already this well, this morning? Yeah, they needed the the uh, boss man zip code, and and I wasn't sure which zip code to use for billing. But the, the thing about the girl needed an amount of fuel I need to get. I said, well, I just want to fill it up. Well, yeah. How much you gonna get? I don't know. Well, they have to have an amount. So I said, how much is it a gallon? She said. I said, 100 gallons. She said, but I need a, a dollar amount. I said, well, how much is it mm. a gallon? She said, 419. I said, well, do that. She said, do what? I said, 100 gallons at 419. She said, but I don't know how much that'll be. I said, it'd be $419. She said, you sure? I said, I'm pretty blame sure. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be about 10 bucks. <laughs> Just go ahead and punch that in, yeah. A hundred times whatever it yeah. is, is that's how, you know, it's it, it, anyway. Well, you were lucky with that one because when I have to do math in public, it's always like, you know, a dollar thirty six times yes. fifty four or whatever it is. And I just, you know, you stand there and you're like, golly, I ought to know yeah. this. I yeah. came up with a smart one there and that's very, I like that. So I'm really not aggravated. I'm yeah. feigning outrage because. It turned out well for me, and that's what counts. Right. It's all about me, you know. You're the same guy that 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 gives coins at the drive-through window and and overages, so it works out to be like something really great on the yeah, return. Yeah, We're, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, I'll give them the the three cent where they give me a dime back. Right. Use. Yeah. I used to work at a bait stand back home, and we had a guide who had been an investment banker. Big-time corporate banker. The guy was a wizard with numbers. And every time he would come in at like 5 in the morning to buy his bait or whatever it was for his trip, you know, his guided trips that he was, that he was selling, Carl would come in there, and he'd kind of size me up to see, like, how, how well I was firing that morning, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'd say... Well, today, yeah, yeah, you know, it could, if I hadn't had the coffee pot on early enough at four or whenever, 4.30 or whenever we got there, you know, he'd kind of size me up at five something and he'd say, well, this morning I've got, uh, you know, uh, 17 quarts of shrimp or whatever it was that he, whatever number it was. And I'm, I'm going to, if, if that works out to uh, whatever, whatever I'd hit there and I'd punch it in the cash rate. He was annoyed at the cash register, completely annoyed because that was cheating. You know, oh, yeah. Roger, the guy that I was usually working for, and Roger would just do it in his head, right? And Carl respected that. But here's this college kid in there, and I'm sitting there punching this thing in the cash register because I wanted a record of it, right? Right. Roger had been working. You don't want to irritate shrimpers. You know, Roger had been working there long <laughs> enough. He could irritate him. I wanted to have a record of what I had sold. So every one of them little suckers was accounted for, right? And Carl, he would pick it. He would give me, you know, $33.16 change on a whatever, a $26 bill or what, you know, whatever it was. And it always worked out to something even. But Carl was just a master at that. And I always respected that. He sadly passed away. But a, a guy that knew how to run the numbers, that's for sure. 
Yeah, well, that's not me. I'm not. I'm not great at math, but I'm not as bad as some of these dumb people. There are some <laughs> dumber than me. So, you know, I bet Ricky Hooks is pretty good at counting shapes. You wouldn't beat Ricky Hooks. Listen, yeah. you'd have to get up. You know, say it's mighty early in the morning to beat Ricky Hooks. Yeah. Well, when you're yeah. dealing in used rattlesnakes, you've got to be pretty used quick on your feet. Stuff, secondhand rattlesnakes. Yes. You yeah. Got you got to be. You got to be quick on your feet. I guess they're always secondhand, aren't they? Yeah, they're always used. They never buy new ones. It's always yeah. secondhand. Yeah, yeah. secondhand rattlesnakes. They don't grow them there. Yeah. That would be illegal. They, you know, he used to buy them alive or dead, dead or alive, like the old West Point. But, but I asked him the last time I was in the store, and he said, no, he didn't buy live ones anymore because people always lied to him about the condition of the rattlesnakes. They'd bring them in and say, no, I didn't whack him on the head, did you? He'd say, that's the first thing you ask. It's a technical thing of rattlesnakes. You, if you whack them on the head, they die like in two days. They're slow to go then but so if you if you you need to find this out when you're buying them it's a important piece of information right okay did you whack this snake on the head and they always lie and say no because they know he doesn't want them having been whacked in the head he wants to, to say no i didn't so they do they lie and then you pay an extra price for a live snake and then you, you know, the guy leaves, puts money in his pocket, leaves. Two days later, you go in there and check on the snake. It's dead because he was whacked on the head. <laughs> there's, there's, not a, there's not a cognitive test that they can give the snake is what no, you're saying. No, I mean, but I think if you – well, I told Rick, I said, what I would do the next time that guy came back that had lied to me about whacking the snake, I'd whack him in the head, you know. <laughs> the, 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 it's always an interesting business. Yes. Uh, I'm sure when you're dealing in secondhand rattlesnakes, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. you know they could have had a scratch and dent sale, I guess, on the one. Yeah, he could have. He could have had a discounted sale. Yeah. Whacked in the head. Yeah. I still don't. What do you do with these things? Are they selling the skins? Is that is that the business? Yeah, the hides. I, the I don't hides. Think they, yeah. They don't. I don't think they sell the roadkill ones for human consumption. But yeah. But uh, well, yeah, you were talking about is, that. They do yeah. have food down there. We used to have yeah. rattlesnake tacos and. And all that kind of stuff down the fajitas uh, down there in te- with the rattlesnake roundup there in yeah, Texas. Well, they, they, they used to have the rattlesnake roundup in Claxton. Now it's, a, it went, it's woke now, and they, people can't stand you and can't harm a rattlesnake. So it's the wildlife festival now. It's a, the wildlife festival now. They still have the yeah, rattlesnake have, festival down in San Patricio County. And, yeah, yeah. I've seen them, there's one still in Texas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, they know a thing or two about those thing or twos that uh well the liberals in austin uh, they'll beat that out of them eventually that'll be over maybe we'll see yeah. we'll see how it goes well listen i i it's been a it's been a, a an interesting week uh so far on georgia folk and farm life and you had the yeah. perfect guest for this week that was that was a great show last night you had a you had a fun one and i'm talking about phil wilson who came on and yeah. talked about and drumming did it. It, he did and you know you don't have to it's like watching a great boxing movie one time and the lady I was the young lady I was wanting to watch her to watch it with me. She said, Well I don't like boxing. And, well it's not about boxing. She said no, there's a deeper thing there. You don't even have to be interested in boxing to enjoy a good boxing movie yeah. if it's got a good plot. And, and there's a subplot there. So even if you weren't interested in drumming, that was a great show for anyone, no matter yeah, what fun you're stuff. In. And you would be in, in, interested in drumming after listening to the show. The film makes you interested in it. No, he does. He makes it really interesting, and I, I, uh, I appreciate you having that on last night. Good stuff, and you can find it there at the podcast page on georgiaradio.com there under podcast. It'll be right there. Wade, it's always great to hear your voice, good sir. 
I'm I'm looking Same forward here, to uh, to having great to Saturday lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope you can deal with the dumb people, as you say we'll today. Be eating rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah, golly. All right, hang in there. All right. Stay safe, Wade. Thanks, Brother man. Wade Peebles, everybody. Uh, you can find him on the Georgia Folk and Farm Life Show uh, Tuesday nights, seven thirty, and uh, a lot of other times. You can find him right here on georgiaradio.com when he's just uh, hanging out with us. My thanks to Mr. Mark Warren, author, naturalist, uh, teacher, just an all-around great guy for coming on today. And uh, he'll be in Carrollton, Georgia this weekend, the 5th of March, up there teaching the course at the uh, the Ag Extension Office, courtesy of our friends there at the, nat- at the na- uh, Natural Plants, the Native Plant Society. So go check him out. You'll be glad you did. I'm reading the book right now, The Long Road to Legend, a Wyatt Earp story. It's a, an American odyssey, as Mark calls it. Great read, and it's a, it's a series that he has, and I would encourage you to check it out. His website, uh, which is medicinebow.net, will be uh, quick linked in the show story this morning. So go take a class from Mark Bias Books and go see him this weekend up there in Carrollton, Georgia, where he'll be teaching, of course, good, good content for Mark Warren this weekend. Don't miss it. All right. I'm going to change gears here on Neighbor to Neighbor and start playing some music again here in just a few minutes. If you've got a request, uh, you can get it on. Tonight, don't forget, tonight, 6 to 10, I'll be back playing all the oldies but goodies. Tonight from 6 to 10, your request included. If there's something you want to hear any time of the day, you can send it to me via the chat window there on uh, georgiaradio.com. Oh, almost forgot. Don't forget Gene Watson next week. Gene Watson, he's going to be playing Theater Dublin on the 12th uh, down there in Dublin, Georgia. You can get your tickets at theaterdublinga.net, theaterdublinga.com. Goodness, the wires are getting crossed. That means I need more coffee before I start playing your request this morning. Don't forget Gene Watson next week down there at Theater Dublin. You can win some tickets here next week as well. So long for now, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Your requests are coming up next. Georgia Radio. Good company and great country. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.